0: We'll open up part two of the Rouse Review, the City Works portion of our program. Uh, we're about to invite in Sergeant Sean O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure he's a sergeant. I'll double check when he gets here. Yes. Uh, but we'll talk to Officer O'Connor here in just a moment. Uh, we're going to talk about all things uh, animals. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the police department's animals. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about uh, wild animals. Talk about your animals. So uh, let's go ahead and get Sean in so we can dive in. Okay, welcome, Sean O'Connor. Sean, officer, my bad, officer Sean O'Connor. Um, remind me, I'm, I'm still getting everyone's names down, but I'm almost, I think I'm almost there. I think every, there was one officer this, oh, this past weekend, who I ran into who I hadn't actually met before. But I think at this point I've got names with all of the officers' faces. Mm-hmm course it helps that they have it on their
1: shirt it always helps yes that's it.
0: <coughs> it, it's that's very helpful uh but ranks are i'm still getting mm-hmm. those worked out sean you are a sergeant 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 yes. o'connor yes uh and uh officer of the year uh year before last because we just 20. megan Miner just got mm-hmm. officer of the year and then the year before Sean got Officer of the Year. Is that right? No, I got the uh, Gold Medal of Valor. Gold Medal of Valor. Yes, Even sir. better. Even better. Yes. <laughs> that's way up there. Um, but that's not why we're here uh, today. Darn. Uh, we could w- do an entire podcast about uh, Officer O'Connor's heroism. <laughs> today we're talking about uh, animals. Yes. So, and uh, Sean, you, uh, you used to run the animal control. Uh, no, you now run it. Yes. But you had a canine. I, do, I still do. You I'm still,
1: still
2: I'm, the canine supervisor for the canines at Winchester PD. Excellent. <laughs>
0: which and is what, why he's
1: here. <laughs>
2: which is why he's here. But he's moved up now. Now he over, oversees it. I oversee it, yes. Got I'm it. I'm the supervisor for it.
0: Who else is on that team?
2: Uh, Corporal Keller, mm-hmm. uh, Corporal Schraff, um, Officer Dick, um, mm-hmm. and then Detective uh, Banzel. Banzel. Uh, kind of reports to CID, but it's still a dog I kind of look after everybody that's on the team. Got it. Got it. Um. So, and how long have you had your dog? Uh, probably almost four and a half years now. Gotcha. Yeah, he'll be six this year, so I've had him since he was about 16, 18 months. Oh, wow. Old, yeah. What's normal, what's the normal length of service for um, a working dog? As long as their health's in good condition, um, usually they'll they'll serve between ages 8 and 10. Okay. Um, shepherd's lifespan is usually 12 to 14 years. Okay. Um, so, rigs. Ideally, we'll serve probably, no, three, maybe four years. Just depends on his health. Got it. Um, And all our dogs are in great health, so I don't perceive it to be an issue. That's awesome. Yeah. And
0: and we give our officers the option of keeping them once their service is done?
2: Yes. So uh, when they retire or Mm -hmm. we decide their time to retire, we always – as far as I know, we've always given the, the dogs to the handlers. I don't know of anybody that's ever really turned one down before, so Got it. they always retire to us.
0: Yeah, And we have different types of dogs we do. uh, working for us, so tell yeah. us about the different types.
2: Um, so we'll start with Riggs. Riggs is um, a purebred shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was imported from Czechoslovakia. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, he's a brute. He's about 90 pounds right now. He's the heaviest of all the, the dogs that we have. Whoa. Um, he's squatty, muscular, mm-hmm. um, well-built. Um, then we have Corporal Keller's dog, who's also a, a shepherd. Back to Riggs real quick. Sure. What's Riggs trained for? So he initially was trained in narcotics. Okay. Um, with the new laws in Virginia, we he doesn't do narcotics anymore because he was okay. originally certified on marijuana. Got it. Um, and for the majority of that, that's being legalized or it's mm-hmm. bit, uh, civil fine now, so we don't implement them. Got it. Um, but his main duties right now is patrol, so he does criminal apprehension. Hmm. Uh, we do tracking. Uh, we do evidence recovery, mm-hmm. uh, handler protection, vehicle deployments, that type of thing. Got it. Got it. Um, so that's Riggs. That's Riggs. So Axel does the pretty much the same thing. Axel um, is about six months or so younger than Riggs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a uh, purebred shepherd from, if I recall correctly, he's from Hungary. Wow, um, Eastern Europe. That's <laughs> um, that surprises me. Well, they um, you know, over decades or hundreds of years, they've always done it right. Uh, so they have pure lines over there versus there you go. in the U.S. Not saying they don't, but mm-hmm. just most, even government agencies import from overseas. Yeah. Uh, they got it right the first time. Why why reinvent the wheel?
0: Yeah, my brother-in-law, has. Uh, he had a canine for Secret Service for a while, and th- that dog came out of, I want to say Belgium or yeah. something like that. Yep. Huge.
2: like Oh, yeah.
0: This dog yeah. didn't sniff for
2: anything. This dog <laughs> bit for things. But yeah. uh, So we got Riggs, Axel, yep. and... Um, and then the newest addition we have is Officer Dick's dog Clark. Mm-hmm. He's a German Short Hair Pointer. Mm-hmm. Um, his job is strictly narcotics. He's not trained in human odor tracking, any of that nature. Really, uh, he's not trained on marijuana. Mm. Um, he's strictly a narcotics uh, canine, and he's he's performing very well out there on the street right now. Are there, and I know we're getting a little off topic, Mm -hmm. the whole purpose of this
0: conversation was to talk about the different laws related to animals in Winchester, but this is also a fascinating topic. So (laughs) um, I'm going to use a bit of personal privilege and talk about it. So are there, uh, the last dog, the name was? uh, Clark. Clark. Clark, Clark, thank you. So Clark, he can do certain drugs, certain narcotics. Yes. Which ones, I mean, how does that work? Is there just trained on a few different ones or is there a family of narcotics and he can smell all of them? So or? he,
2: um, he is trained on heroin, okay. uh, crack, cocaine, MDMA. Mm-hmm. Um, we're implementing doing PCP cause it's not really uh, something we see all the time, but it is something that we want to train on. Interesting. Um, and we do the base of those, those narcotics. So okay. the chemical makeup essentially is what goes into it. Um, the imprinting process is mm-hmm. where they learn to do all that. Um, They'll take each drug. There's multiple different methods, but Mm -hmm. if you take each drug, you train them on it, It, and it's a game. They find it, they get a toy. They find it, they get a toy. Um, And then you have the cocktail method where you put them all in the same jar. Oh wow! um, Do the same game, and then you start breaking them out piece by piece so that they still recognize that odor. Interesting. Um, Are there any narcotics that a dog can't smell? Like, are there just ones that? I don't. It's not to my knowledge. hmm. Um, I think any, even if you were to train it to smell ibuprofen. Um, as long as we oh, wow. implement it and um, train them to find that mm-hmm. odor, they'll find it. Just like we do human odor or we do um, EOD stuff, okay. you know, gunpowder. If we train them to smell that, that's what they're going to locate. It doesn't matter if it's illegal or legal. It's what we train them to do.
0: Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. So, and then there's another one who's not really, well... Leo's in the field, but <laughs> <laughs> Leo's wait, he's, special. He's, he's more in the laps than yeah. in the fields. <laughs> he's so cuddly. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, yeah. So Leo, and we have Leo
2: as well, who, yep. uh, tell us about Leo real quick. Uh, so Detective Banzel uses Leo uh, more for therapy, mm-hmm. um, comfort. Um, she brings him to her special victims cases, you know, especially involving children. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a new field for us. Never had it before at, yeah. at the PD. Um And it's becoming, Leo's a great dog. He's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's full of energy, loves to play, loves, you know, like like you guys said, loves to cuddle. Um, It's a work in progress for sure, Mm -hmm. uh, seeing where he's useful, seeing where maybe he's not so useful. Um, So that's still evolving.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So those are our dogs or your, your dogs and cats and whatnot out there. I, you know, let's talk about what is the role of an animal control unit at a police department? As it relates to the pets and you know furry children of <laughs> uh, of residents, what's what's the role of animal control in those situations? So
2: our animal control um, responds to calls of you know maybe you have a rabid uh, mm-hmm. animal. Uh, you know most of the time they people calling about raccoons being out in the daylight, which is not normal. Mm-hmm um our job is to go out there assess what the animal's doing um is it acting funny is it injured mm-hmm. um and we do our best to take that animal into uh cage it bring it to the SPCA or bring it to the emergency vet where they can get treatment okay. um you know if an animal has been struck by a car and it doesn't have an owner we'll respond to that mm-hmm. um we respond pretty much anytime anybody calls for an animal we'll try to go out and assess you know things that we're we're getting away from um is dealing with poisonous snakes or you know huh. squirrels and chimneys, you know that type of thing. Yeah, it's an animal issue, um, but I think that more or less falls on the homeowner to call a you know rodent control or yeah. a specialist. You know we're not trained to deal with venomous snakes and mm-hmm. uh, you know things of that nature. Yeah, um, more possums. The, yeah, fair yeah. amount. I yep. get you a fair amount of possums. Yeah, uh, you know everybody's got trash sitting outside on trash day, so yep. the you know, raccoons, the possums get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know if we can, we will try to just you know push them on their way, get them on their way, type mm-hmm. of thing. The only time we want to deal with them, you know, take them into a cage or take them to SPCA or the emergency vet is when they're injured or they appear to be, you know, significantly sick to where we want to get them off the street so they don't infect any other animals or, or actually, you know, bite somebody that they shouldn't have.
0: Yeah, I get relatively frequent calls for uh, deer Mm -hmm. where residents are like, we got to do something about the deer. I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) what, is there a particular issue? Uh, (laughs) Is there a specific deer? "No, No, it's in my garden or it's it was in the road and something might hit it or yeah it, it, i mean that's not, again not the city that's no, not, that's not us
2: yeah i think people especially in the city atmosphere aren't used to seeing wild animals out here mm-hmm. but we have a good population uh you know that is here especially with the museum and yeah. all its property out oh, yeah. there i mean we we chase cows down the street on occasion, you know that get out. So there you go. I've seen I mean, cow. I've seen I've s-
1: goats get out before. Goats <laughs> I really? chase
2: pigs through neighborhoods. You know they just it happens. That's awesome. Um, so
1: when when do you get involved when there are deer issues? There's um, a specific reason why you would. Me
2: specifically, um, well I'll, I'll, you know I'll use the animal control officers. I just kind of oversee what they're doing. They mm-hmm. they tell me about the things that they do, or if there's documents that need to be signed, right. that's my job. Um, but as far as the deer go most of the time when we get involved is when it's been hit by a car again it's sick wandering you know in circles you know if it looks like mm-hmm. it's got a blue tongue or it's got cwd something like that we'll unfortunately have to put that animal down send it off to get tested just so that we're aware is it diseased is it carrying something that could be you know uh, hurtful to other animals mm-hmm. so basically
1: when it's injured or sick is the only time that you guys yeah, get involved?
2: A- anytime that happens yeah we'll go out and we'll uh, we'll deal with it um but if it's a, you know a four-legged animal in your backyard that lives there then yeah. it is what it is Yeah, you know we, we try to relocate them you know get them off the property but at the same time we have a lot of woods around here mm-hmm. uh, you know especially in the city or on the outskirts of it where animals are going to come here and it's their habitat yeah. I mean we're not just going to start wiping them out because we don't like them that's right that's uh, right and there. the
0: state plays a big role in that too
2: yep. I mean a lot of the
0: deer and I mean, some of them are protected I believe in fact I think deer white-tailed deer are protected yep. in the state of Virginia so they, we the, can't you know, just go out and start shooting deer because no. people <laughs> don't like them. No, no. Ge- uh,
2: what about geese? Uh, geese are federally protected. Federally protected. So you protected. have to, to hunt geese, you have to have a federal stamp in order to even hunt them. I didn't um, know that. Either. You know, the ducks on Wilkins Ponds and other, you know, people mm-hmm. always constantly are out there feeding them. And the, what they don't realize, the more you feed them, the more they come. Mm-hmm. And then they did, de- you know, does cause a problem with all their... Uh, uh, feces and so mm-hmm. forth that are in the water and that causes yeah. a problem for the fish. So we do encourage people, don't read the signs, don't feed the vi- or don't feed the ducks.
1: We All have right. new signs out there now that, oh. yeah. that are asking people not to do that. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So for a pet owner, uh,
0: we do obviously, if you have a dog in the city of Winchester, you have to have it registered. Yep. I think we just wrapped that up or yep. we're doing every year you got to get it. Um, mm-hmm. But how often do you run across situations where people are, not doing what they should be doing with their pet in terms of care.
2: So uh, the biggest thing I think that we see right now is, you know, homeowners. Uh, you know, we use Jim Barnett Park for a mm. thing. Uh, we had had complaints of dogs running at large. You know, that's okay. a big thing. Um, in my opinion, you know, I have a, a trained canine. Um, I'm not gonna just let them roll around it, you know, do whatever he wants. Dogs yep. should be on leashes. Mm-hmm. Any animal that you have in your house that you're going to take out for a walk yep. needs to be on a leash. Yep. Um, you know, that prevents other animals from getting to you. It prevents them from attacking somebody or attacking another animal. You know, Riggs is doesn't like other animals, so I'm not just going to let them run around. Huh. Um, they need to be on leashes.
0: Let's say, God forbid, you know, someone's not taking care of their pet. You know, how frequently do we run into issues with that here?
2: Um, you know, not as much as people would think, but we do run into people, you know, neighbors being neighbors will say, Oh, I looked in their backyard and the dog doesn't have any food or water or shelter. You know, the code specifically says that dog is, or any animal that's Mm -hmm. outside is supposed to have shelter, food and water Mm -hmm. all accessible to the animal. Um, some homeowners have dog doors that come in and out, so they don't Mm -hmm. realize that there is care being taken. Yeah. It may just not be to their liking. Got you it. know where they have to see that stuff. Well, mm-hmm. you know my dogs, they run around, and then when I'm done, I put them up. Yep. Some people, you go to their house, and like, well, yeah, he's got food, water on the front porch. There's shade. You know, and that meets the code section. Yeah. Um. You know, the other half of it is people. Oh, well, dogs are outside. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. below 40 degrees. Listen, Riggs can stand up to negative 10 degrees temperature. He was built for that. Wow. You know, um, when it's 30 degrees, 15 degrees, he loves it. You know, huh. He hates coming into my house because um, he's got all that fur. fur he's got yeah. two coats, you know. Um, and I think people forget that, you know, for the majority of the part, dogs like shepherds, um, huskies, um, any long-haired animal is mm-hmm. prepared to be outside. That's that's what they were originally, you know, yeah. God's creation. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. You know, short-haired dogs, you know, like our GSP, mm-hmm. you know, 30 degrees. Yeah, he probably should come in the house or have something that's insulated to keep him warm. Yeah. Um, but uh, – I think we get a lot of complaints. Well, it's cold outside, or it's too hot. Dogs, mm-hmm. dogs were built to deal with that type of temperature. Got it. Um, now, so. cats
0: are a little different in that sometimes people just let their cats wander, <laughs> wander, and go do whatever cats do when they're not hanging around. and They come back. Mm-hmm. Is that? Do you guys find that to be a bigger issue than dogs, where people just kind of let their cats go free range? From you know, those I, parts?
2: I can't think of any problem that i've had with somebody calling in saying oh the, the, the cat did this or the cat did that okay um i think that there there's a large population of uh feral cats in in the city as oh, really is almost anywhere yeah, yeah you know people feed them and yeah they keep coming back and mm-hmm. you know the cats do the same thing the dogs do they know how to survive in cold weather mm-hmm. they know how to survive in the heat yep. Um, animals are not stupid, you know, (laughs) you know, I hate to say it sometimes they're, they're very intelligent and they know what they're doing. Absolutely. Um, you know, and it's our job to make sure that we just check on them, you know, make, Mm -hmm. Hey, do they look good? They're healthy. They're, they're fine. Yeah. Um, and that's just one of those things that we deal with. Yeah. And then we don't require cats to be registered here in the city, which that would just be a a pain.
0: Yes. (laughs) Paperwork nightmare. Um, Absolutely. Um, okay. So, If you were to find, if you were to come across somebody that, and we've had a few pretty high profile incidents, I'd say, in the last year where, uh, you know, somebody just had way too many animals and they weren't taking care of them and some very sad situations. Mm -hmm. Sure. um, What are the limits in terms of, you know, how
2: many pets somebody can own? Like what, what are some of the. So uh, I don't know off the top of my head that I can think of a specific code section that says you can only have so many dogs. Oh um there there may be a city ordinance that i'm not familiar with but um you know here my opinion is is even if you have 15 cats Mm -hmm. you know if i walk in your house and it smells nice there there shouldn't be an issue but if i walk in there and it smells like urine and it smells like cat then obviously you're not able to take care of your animals interesting and usually the cases that i've seen especially with the previous acos you go in those houses and there's there's feces all over the floor. There's pee all over the floor, whatever. Immediate Those, signs. the yeah, immediate signs. You know, the dog hasn't been let out or the animal hasn't been let out. They're yeah. not being fed. They're not being taken care of. Those mm-hmm. are the cases where we'll go in, we'll seize the animal. Um, we'll have certain conditions the homeowner is going to have to provide to us to say, yeah, I can do this. Uh, rabies vaccinations. You know, when was the last time mm-hmm. they had their their, uh, their checkups, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know. Farm animals, you know, the city has ordinances against having chickens. It has no chickens, people, cows or, you know, all this other stuff you can't have in the city. And it's to be expected. You can't have a chicken run around in your house. Yeah, you know, it's just probably not a good idea. No, (laughs) no. If you if that's your thing, then the county is a better
0: place for you. Yeah,
2: absolutely. (laughs) You know, we've been to houses where there's there's chickens in cupboards. You know, those, wow. yeah, it's, Aww. it's not something you see every day, but no. we, it's sad. we do have that. Well, getting some fresh eggs, I guess. Put yeah.
0: uh, it in a fresh. cupboard.
1: In a cu- well,
0: well, I don't know. Yeah. Chickens are chickens. So in here in the city, we, I know Frederick County has uh, a shelter uh, over by the jail. Sure. That's for um, Boyd. But we use uh, the SPCA here. Yes. Sir. So tell us about it, a little bit about that relationship.
2: Um. Again, being, uh, yeah, I've been with Winchester for 14 years this month. Um. Uh, as far as i know we've always had a good relationship Mm -hmm. with them um being that i'm overseeing the program now uh, i hope that you know relationship continues um they've always to my knowledge um have helped us out when we needed help what do they what do they Um, do for us um so if we if we have a say a dog or a cat that we find that's got tags or even doesn't have tags we can bring it into their facility Mm -hmm. we'll log it um and most people, when they lose an animal, first place they're going to check is what they you know, used to call the pound. The pound. But they're yep. going to go down to the SPCA. They're going to see if their dog or cat or, you know, chicken's there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then claim it and help process it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the SPCA provides, you know, food for those animals. They watch those animals over the weekends. Um, so they really help take care of uh, the animals. And then they, if they're not claimed, mm-hmm. they'll adopt them, put them up for adoption adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, and say, you know, this is a two year old pit bull needs a home is yeah. friendly with kids. Isn't, um, you know, that type of thing. They, yeah. So they kind of put it through their own process of, Hey, this is going to be a good fit for this person or, you know, this type mm-hmm. of family. Um, but you know,
0: which raises a question that, you know, I'm curious to get your thoughts on. What are your thoughts on pit bulls? You know, a lot of people they've got, <laughs> their strong emotions one way or another. There are, are groups that, you know, form basically just to advocate for pit bulls because they get a bad, they feel they get a bad rap. And there's some people that feel that, you know, they're, they're dangerous. What are your thoughts?
2: So I I have a pit bull at home. Um, He's probably 12 years old now. We adopted him from Esther Boyd Mm -hmm. um, and he's been the best dog I've ever owned. Wow. Um, He's loving. He um, is protective over the family, but not to the point where he's aggressive. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a loud mouth. You know, when somebody (laughs) comes to the house, he's you know, Um, I think pit bulls in general have a terrible name attached to them, and Mm -hmm. that's because their owners were terrible. Yeah. You know, if you, I can train Riggs to to be the biggest, you know, angry dog out there, um, and he can be, but when Mm -hmm. I tell him to. Yeah. um, And I think pit bulls, people associate it with dog fighting. Well, that's not the dog's fault. That's the owner's fault for allowing that to happen. Yeah. Um, Every, for the most part, every pit bull that I've ever come across, shows you affection, mm-hmm. very loyal animals, um, play with kids. You know, My kids romped all over my pit bull mm-hmm. as they grew up, yeah. never got bit, yeah. never had an aggression issue. Um, Which is sad, because if you go to the SP
0: I was at the SBCA maybe three, three four weeks ago, and that was a majority, you know, pit bulls, terriers of some variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, normally they're uh, a mix, <laughs> yeah. but it was, it was sad because that was the – the, the most common animal because the other and the other dogs get snapped up pretty quick yeah cute and cuddly ones cute and cuddly <laughs> the little ones but uh yeah the, the those pit bulls you could see they're just
2: which is you know it, it's a shame because I I I told my wife years ago when we got my, my pit bull that I'd love to have a pit bull rescue because mm-hmm. I just they're extremely friendly animals. Yeah, um, you could ch- train a chihuahua to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it all comes down to the the handler. I'd say handler, but to the, the homeowner. Yeah, how they treat them. Do they treat them right? Do they love on them? You know, if yeah. they train them to fight, that's what they're gonna do. You know, and if you, I think the pressure needs to be put back on the homeowner, not the animal. The animal's just doing what it was trained to do. I agree. I agree
1: or if, you mean, or if you're mean to the dog The, me, the dog most likely Is probably going to yeah. be mean To other things
2: yeah. yeah I mean if you abuse an animal Eventually mm-hmm. they're going to have Just like humans They're going to have About enough of it And Absolutely. they're going to react Absolutely you know, And it's only nature Yeah Just like we are Don't be jerks To your dogs people No doubt
0: <clears throat> Alright Sean Thank you so much For coming in Absolutely uh, Always a pleasure uh, if you see now, if if somebody sees you out and about with Riggs or any of the other uh, you know, other than Leo, <laughs> uh, you know, whether it's Riggs or Clark's or Axel, um, what should people not do?
2: Uh, you know, that's a great question. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, especially at the PD, even when we have the dogs at the PD, I've kind of got a standing rule. Mm-hmm. Talk to the handler before you ever touch my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that's the same way on the street. If mm-hmm. you you, your kids always want to grab things. Well, one dog may not like you grabbing his tail. Yeah. Always talk to the owner who's handling that animal. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, is your dog friendly? Do you mind if I pet him? Mm-hmm. They, they should be able to say yes, no, or you know, yeah. stay away from them type of thing. Yeah. you know, A lot of people, they, they run into problems when they just go up and start handling somebody's mm-hmm. dog, and that dog could be very... Friendly, exactly. but doesn't know you and yep. isn't going to care for that. And that's when bad things happen. So always, always ask the homeowner or the, mm-hmm. the person handling the dog before you ever engage in somebody else's animal. Yeah.
0: Do you hear that, mom? Stop. <laughs> just randomly petting people's dogs. Yeah. My mom, I can't go down the walk. You know, on a beautiful day when people are all out with their dogs, I can't walk with my mom for two or three <laughs> blocks. It's like a 30-minute process. Cause she has to stop and talk to every person with a dog, every dog, every small child. But... Uh, even the, wor- the working dogs. Especially the working dogs. Le- give them space. Uh, yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, at the last health fair, you had Riggs out, and he was just talking to little kids. Talking. Oh, yeah. He was being mm-hmm. friendly to little kids. Yeah. and yep. But they did ask first, Yep, and yep. then yeah. he w- they were able to love on him for yep. a little while.
2: Riggs is um, he's a very well-mannered dog, um, and his all his, his professional stuff is all mm-hmm. done by command, and I, I've been lucky with him. He loves people. You yeah. know, except for when it's time to go to work and do what I tell them to do, <laughs> and that's that's the difference. Yeah. You know, having that relationship versus, yeah, you know, the different uh, more aggressive relationships, exactly. if you will. Put simply, he's a good boy.
0: He's a good boy. He's
1: yeah, a good boy. He is. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing we didn't talk about is training.
2: Yeah, that's a whole,
0: not- <laughs> <laughs> and and that's a that's a big one. How long? So you get him. You said when he was uh, how old? So Riggs was 16, 18 months. Axel okay. was about a year and some change old. So he so they a ye- It takes them a year and a half to be ready. And then they're still training
2: them. They get here, and then refreshing mm-hmm. training. I'm sure that to reinforce yeah. things along the way. So we, when we got Axel and Riggs, they had no training at all. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they were familiar with was a little bit of apprehension work, hmm. um, which comes from just playing with ball. Oh wow! Uh, when we get them, we go. Our school was 19 weeks long just for the patrol aspect. Oh wow! Um, obedience, tracking. Um, apprehension articles, you mm-hmm. know that type of stuff. Um, narcotics work was another eight weeks um, that we went through of just constantly working narcotics, um, and then we we train um, twice a month, ten hour training days mm-hmm. every month to maintain wow. our uh, certification. So these
0: dogs are better tr- better educated than <laughs> many people. <laughs> so they go through just as much training as we do. Absolutely, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. I could talk all day about dogs Uh, (laughs) and any pets. If you're a cat person, don't feel slighted that we haven't spent as much time talking about cats, but Hey, dogs are better. So that's okay. Um, Sean, thank you so much. Yes, sir. Uh, and we'll see you around. Sounds good. All right. There goes Sean with his very strong handshake. I always feel like with the police officers and firefighters, there's like this unspoken contest when they shake my hand, they're like, let's see how hard I can squeeze the city manager's hand when I shake his hand. What they don't know is I got a pretty strong handshake myself. <laughs> so I can hang right there with them. But Sean had a very strong yeah,
1: handshake. I, I didn't get that, thank goodness.
0: Oh, no, no. He might have broken your little hands. Yeah. The, um, your dainty, dainty fingers. Dainty little hands. <laughs> um, and it, so we also, one aspect of uh, animals that mm-hmm. we touched on a little bit in talking with Sean um, is uh, poop. So yeah. <clears throat> uh, we spoke with Kelly Henshaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recorded a little segment with her, too, to get into why that's so important. So let's go ahead and, and play that. Uh, so we can really, so I really want folks to understand the impacts of not picking up after your pet. So let's go and roll that. Okay, Kelly Henshaw, welcome. Thank you. All right, so you're back and we're talking about an entirely different subject. I think last time we talked about stormwater when mm-hmm. we had you in. Yeah. Uh, this time we're talking about. Uh, waterfowl birds <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 general and uh, poop
1: and yeah, still a little bit related to a yeah, lot a lot related, related actually. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah so um, one of the things that um, you know we have a rule in the city uh, pick up after your dog mm-hmm. uh, there's a reason for that there's actually multiple reasons for that there's the obvious reason that normally gets people a little torqued off
1: it's nasty it's gross
0: <laughs> and man ain't nothing worse than stepping in it uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's just the worst that uh, you know if you're out for a walk and you you realize about a block later that something smells mm-hmm. that is you <laughs> so so frustrating yes um so there's that reason but what i think a lot of people don't realize is that there's another kind of bigger reason uh that we make them clean up after their dogs and Absolutely. that is
3: well so any sort of animal waste contains fecal coliforms mm-hmm. and that is a very dangerous bacteria um and actually um a few of our streams in winchester are impaired for mm-hmm. fecal coliforms
0: fecal coliforms yes coliforms it sounds like that little arts and crafts things we used to do as kids color forms remember yeah. the, but but it's it's not not like that but no. it's not that. Okay. <laughs> What is so? It's a bacteria. It's a
3: bacteria, and it can really make people sick if they ingest it.
0: Well, and I would say, who on earth is eating uh, poop off the ground? <laughs> how do that? How do they get it? Yeah. So I'm assuming um, I'm assuming <laughs> that they're not getting it from eating it.
3: No, no. Um, and that's one reason we really don't like people swimming in our creeks, oh. um, because you know you can just be in that water Mm. and it can absorb or you know have it on your hands and touch your face and get. so don't go
0: swimming in town run no i wouldn't (laughs) i I mean
3: our i think we've improved on our impairments but Mm -hmm. um it really takes a village and that's why we educate people you know please pick up after your dogs Mm -hmm. because um that bulk animal waste when it washes into the storm drain that's Mm -hmm. just like a big Plop of bacteria. bacteria. So. <laughs>
0: Good choice of words. Yes, <laughs> big old plop.
3: Well, I I was with kids last week. There you go them about this, and of course, this is their favorite one to oh, talk yeah. about. yeah, of is course. Poop. They like the poop. It's parts. the
0: funnest one. The so there's the um, you know, I don't know if many people clean up. Well, cats have litter boxes for the mm-hmm. most part. Uh, dogs, you know, you got to pick up after your dog. Right, and that actually, so that is a law. You can get a ticket. Mm-hmm for not picking up after your dog, it falls falls under Mm. littering. Uh, so you gotta please pick up after your dog. There, there's this one poor family who, I don't know, they've got, they must have some bad neighbors. Uh, I, I get a, every other month I get a call from them and they've got signs up, you know, saying, please pick up after your dog. But I don't know, something about the little median strip in front of their house, it's like a dog poop magnet magnet for some reason. Um, so please pick up after your dog. And then there are other animals mm-hmm. that also poop in the ground, and sometimes people have a role in encouraging that. And yes. what is that?
3: So that's geese. Um, geese. And we most frequently- Nasty this, geese. Yes. Yeah, in the city, we see the most frequently around Wilkins Lake, which is at the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and people love to go there and feed the ducks or feed the geese. Mm-hmm. But we really discourage people because when uh, the geese know that there's a food source there, they continue to return mm-hmm. um, and- Unfortunately, Wilkins Lake is structured in such a way that there's no deterrent for the geese to not be there. Got it's it. very open, mm-hmm. so they don't feel vulnerable. They can see predators coming. Yeah, um, and so it is a ideal habitat for them because uh, they feel safe there yeah. and if people are feeding them there's a food source so got it um but the same thing you know all of that i don't know there's a section of the green circle trail that goes through there mm-hmm. and especially in the spring in the summertime if you walk it's just littered with goose mm-hmm. yeah it's, yeah. it's Been at really the visitor gross. center That's yeah.
0: nasty yeah so what about so birds also you know just your average birds poop yeah. everywhere too do they do the same thing
3: I mean, I guess they do. It's just not such a bulk.
0: The volume is yeah, not there. exactly. It's not, a big of a, yeah. not as big as a plop.
3: And
1: it's it bad for the geese also with their migration too, right? If you feed them and they get used to getting yeah. it here. Can't tell us about it's, that. It's hmm.
3: the type of food that they should be eating versus what people feed them. Right. And, of course, they like the stuff. Yeah. It's, it's like when you feed your dog yeah. table scraps. You we, know? They're going to like that a lot better than their does, dog food. Yep. Geese <laughs> are the same way. And... So, um, it's, you know, if we can deter people from feeding them, yeah. they will stick more to their natural. And they'll be healthier. I- exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, and those are the kind of, I mean, I don't know if you've ever had a cross paths with an angry They're geese. not nice. They're <laughs> not. Those are mean animals. Mm-hmm. I would, I mean.
3: They're very territorial. Very so territorial. that, again, when people want to come enjoy the lake yep. and there's full of geese there, they kind of like, no, this is our turf.
0: I had one charge me one time. I thought I was going to have to punt that geese but <laughs> it thankfully uh it it scurried off but uh man be nice no they're nasty yeah. those are nasty animals the uh so don't feed the geese don't feed the ducks mm-hmm. that's a little harder cuz the gust ducks ducks are cute they you are you know I like throwing some it would be fun to throw some uh you know breadcrumbs to some ducks but same thing guys same thing. Yeah. don't think, feed the ducks. it
1: is you know we can go back to that storm water discussion that okay. we had we don't treat stormwater, right? So it just goes straight to our streams. Exactly, mm-hmm. right? And so that's why it's so important.
3: You know, with the geese and the ducks being aquatic animals, mm-hmm. they're right there. This is one of the things when I go into the schools, um, I talk to them about cattle. Now mm-hmm. in the city, we don't. Ha- the only place that grazes cattle is still yeah, like Glenbardy a little bit, um, but you know, out in the county around us, cows might be sweet and cute to look at but they're not very smart and Mm -hmm. so cows don't understand oh we shouldn't be in the same water that we're drinking from but those Mm -hmm. streams from the county end up coming through the city and that Mm. also adds to our Mm -hmm. impairment numbers um because of the land uses and interesting the cattle that are outside of our city limits so cow
0: poop does the same thing yes Mm -hmm. didn't know that Hmm. okay so dogs geese cattle Mm -hmm. any other animals poop we got to worry about
3: Uh, I think those are the three big ones. Three big
0: ones. All right. So here's the lesson, everybody animal poop is gross and dirty. Please pick it up. Please pick it up. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. We just had a very nice chat with uh, Sean O'Connor about um, dogs and all of the other animal related issues here. So nice to wrap it all up with a little poop talk. There you go. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) And as we have been posting on social media, there is no poop fairy. There isn't.
0: So you got to pick it up. Pick up after your dog. All right. Thank you very much, Kelly. You're
3: welcome. All
0: right. So those were our guests. Yay. Kelly and Sean talking about animals, talking about poop. (laughs) makes Amy giggle, evidently.
1: (laughs) What else are you going to talk about? Um, It's the fact of life, I guess.
0: How do we top top that for the next one? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, We'll we'll figure it out between now and then. Uh, Everybody, thanks for listening as always. I appreciate you taking the time with us today. Uh, Check us out in a couple of weeks. And until then, see you around City Hall.